This is Merchandise Mart. Transfer to Brown Line Trains at Merchandise Mart. Doors closing. Yeah, yeah, good. Welcome to the Wisendell Weekly Wrap Up. This is the Wine and Cheese Edition. Uh, today I got a very special guest, uh, mover and a shaker, and I'll let you introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Derek C. Westbrook, Samal Yay, uh, retail wine shop slash wine bar owner, uh, eternally curious, all of those things. Nice. Yeah. Well, salute, man. Salute. For sure. Mm. What do we got here? Just to so, kick us off, just yeah. just to introduce what what, you know. we're, what our palates are tasting for those <laughs> so, out there. So, um, <laughs> so this the grape is called Rote Giffler. We're in Austria. Um, it's an indige- indigenous grape to the region. Um, I really like it because it has like that acidity, that brightness, but there's some richness underneath, mm-hmm. some fattiness. So this is I was thinking about this is if Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay, like California Chardonnay. You know, New Zealand or Loire Valley Savion Blanc had a love child. This is what it would be, right? It, it has some fat, it has some weight, but it's crisp, it's bright, perfect for this time of year mm-hmm. as well. And I really like Central Eastern Europe, um, and when we're focusing on wine regions and stuff to drink. Is it um, where, where's your favorite wine region? I know that's it tough. Depends one. on the day. Um, I, so there's like two areas I love. Um, like classically, it's Loire Valley, France. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm French all the way. Yeah, because, I mean, that red, white, you know, it's thought to be the garden of France. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's like my, like, you know, classic region I, mm-hmm. I'm in love with. But probably the, the play, two places that have my heart. Um, one is uh, Prerat, Spain. I love to spend some time there. Um, it is one of the best and worst places in the world to grow grapes. Nice. Uh, mainly because it's, you know, it's super mountainous, sheer cliffs. They have to cut terrace in the mountain to plant the vines yeah um and they make world-class wine that is oft overlooked um and then the other one my other baby would be uh canary islands i love canary islands nice i haven't even (laughs) i haven't even heard of wine there's a they have uh there's a couple grapes uh listan negro aka pais that's one of my favorite red grape varietals they have you know they have listan blanco too um, but I love that that region mainly because you know it's black soil. It looks like like aliens landed because it's black oh. soil and they have like it looks like craters, but they just carve ditches. So there's no vine. There's not like the rows of vines you see in California. It's mm-hmm. none of that. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, you know one bush vine sitting here with rocks around, so the wind doesn't you know knock it over. It's it's crazy. That's man. cool. It's bananas, That's so cool. Yeah. And, and what a like, what are the flavor profiles? I think you just said it, of the grape there. Yeah, so uh, Listan Negro, I always think it of, of it in this way is, you know, I build flavor profile based on location, right? Okay. So you're on an island off the coast of Africa. So basically it is super windy, mm-hmm. you know, extreme, you know, volcanic soil. So you got that, right? You got this, like, really high acidity. You're going to get some saltiness because it is in the middle of the ocean. So... You know, any water that's picking up is going to have a little bit higher level of salinity. Um, and it's going to be dense because the vines have to work so hard. You know, you're getting smaller bunches, so you're getting more intense flavor yeah. um, from the juice. So these, I like, think, big, weighty, inky reds 
that nice. can age like forever. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it, like, it did it all. It's like diamonds. Like I think of it like a diamond. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that, uh, or like pearls, right? You think about like that that grain of sand. Like what happens to a lot of pressure and a lot yeah. of heat, and that's you know that's what's happening. That's what you so, like. Yeah. Uh, well, fuck. I mean, excuse my language. We, we hopped right in. We no, hopped right hey, in. Hey, if I can get that, if I can get a, a, a <laughs> like, fuck, fuck out of you, then I, well, no, I'm on my job. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we hopped right in. Uh, so a little bit more about you. Wine extraordinaire, sommelier. Uh, now, is there different levels? Now, I know there's different levels, but at what level? So I'm level here? two. So okay. certified sommelier. So there's four levels. Four levels. Um, master's the highest, advanced, then certified, which I am introductory. Okay. Um, and so I'm certified sommelier. I think like the biggest, like when we talk about like why I can be here and sit here, I think the biggest points are I ran, you know, I ran two Michelin star restaurants before I ever became a certified sommelier under 30. So like that was like, that was the thing that, you know, put me on the map with a lot of people. Were they in Chicago? Yeah. So I was at Next right before was a Michelin star restaurant. And then I was at. And I was seller manager, seller right there, and then Elizabeth, which is one star, um, which is so yeah, it's a uh, chef. Still around? Uh, yeah, so she does. She's still around. A chef, Alana okay. Reagan, farm the table, twenty two seats, um, just hidden jewel. I always talk about us as the speakeasy of Michelin stars. Like she's a beast, like in in the best oh. way possible, gangster. Especially you know being being a woman and. and uh, uh, Avenue that's dominated by men, like mm-hmm. an arena like that. She she's one of the best. Yeah, you know, arguably in my book the best. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, and then the you know the biggest thing is is that I was on the cover of Wine Enthusiast magazine, Forty Under Forty, uh, nice. 2018. So I'm the first person to look like me who's like wine wine guy. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, there was a couple other people, black people, but it was like. I mean, they weren't really important. It was only like Dwayne Wade, <laughs> Quincy Jones, and Obama. But I mean, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, who, yeah, who are those guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I was just going to say that. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I guess. Like, Rashida, want... though. Rashida Jones. Yeah, Rashida Jones. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. She... I mean, I know who everybody is, too. But yeah. Rashida, you can call me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, it's... <laughs> well, no, that that's a huge accomplishment, man. That's yeah. awesome. So, like, sure. I think, like, when... When people talk about the bullet points, so like you know, when my, my business partners and managers, you know, when they want to give me shit, they're like, yeah. oh, you, you know this guy." It's like, <laughs> well, no, on the on the correspondence we were having, and then like you added two people yeah. on there, and I'm like, okay, is this is this guy getting his management involved? Like, I, I wasn't sure like, yeah, how, so, how that yeah, how it all went down, and I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> because I was gonna say, well, I only have three mics because I didn't know oh, you were inviting yeah, other no, people. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. Well, so yeah, so I have a management team, um, which is really weird to say. Probably one of the few sommeliers was like has a team, um, but I have a management team who you know we work together to kind of build out. Um, a couple of events. I have an event series called Samples and Samples that started 20, what is it? What year is this? 2020? Probably, right. I think 2017. Yeah, man, three years. Nice. 2017. And what we do is we travel the country and I pair wine with music. So, you know, awesome. we did eight cities. We were supposed to go back on tour this summer, but, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so, you so, know. So when you sample the wine with the music, which one takes lead? Uh, so it depends. So I have okay. kind of autonomy. The way I usually do it is 
I'll pick a wine. So I have the six wines, and then we do 18 records, right? And so the idea is, well, I'll take a wine. So like for this Rogue Giffler, so I'll talk about it. It's rich, it's creamy, it has some brightness. Oh, of course. Thank That's you. how I know it's good, if you want more. If, yeah, absolutely. You know when you pour somebody wine and they're like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. That, that one glass was good. I was like, oh, that's, it wasn't good. Then. <laughs> it, didn't go, it didn't go over. <laughs> that, didn't, that wasn't a winner. <laughs> so, um, but like I'll say, like this is bright, you know, on top, but it has rich, creamy, has a base, has a bottom. So it has this like little like rumbling sound. So this would make me think of like. Are you going to go south? No, I no, I wouldn't go south on the fly. Let, let me taste it. I, I got I got some records in my head. So, um, I go. Mm. Oh, this is like Stevie Wonder. Isn't she lovely, mm. right? Because isn't she lovely? Stevie Wonder is known for horns, known for like you know piano or, ooh, yeah, or uptight lady, uptight and mm-hmm. all right. So you have that like really like really bright kind of freneticness on top. But then you have like this great baseline that holds you down, that keeps you there, that keeps you like going and moving. And I think like wine having those two layers, mm-hmm. it sound, it tastes like a record that has those two layers. So that would be example. Instead of me telling you the record, I say, you know, this wine is bright, crisp, minerally, has some weight, has some creaminess, and this wine sounds like, and then my DJ plays the record. Nice. Uh, and then, the, then my DJ will play a second record that sounds like the wine. So we'll have three records picked out so you can hang out, kick it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we'll come back, do it all over again six times. So, so yeah. when you when you scope out the spaces, or how do you determine what space? Because space is a huge yeah. component of it, right? So and it's all about acoustics and like energy. So we've done a couple where we partner with City Winery to do like all of their places across the country. Oh, okay. um, and then we've done like some really cool spaces. So we've done my wine shop. We've done like cool homes. We've done like really open air spaces. Uh, one of the things, the s- samples and samples started in an apartment, my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And so a couple of times, because that storytelling is so pr- super important with me, like I'll set the space up like my apartment to take you back to that moment when I first figured out what samples and samples was, when it first touched me. Yeah, so it's all yeah, about yeah. framing, structuring. And yeah. what's really interesting is, you know, being here in a design place. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I can't get away from it because my business partner's wife is high-end interior designer. Oh, great. So, like, it, I've become even more conscious about, like, space and aesthetic. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, I've been collect like, I, you know, just recently started co- collecting art seriously. Nice. And, like, with those, like, thinking about that aesthetics, about, like, how the visual affects, you know, the other senses, you know, yeah. sight, sound taste like mm-hmm. those three things together mm-hmm. um the importance of that so that, yeah. that's been something that's you know really been big especially in the last like three or four years yeah, yeah. and uh i think i'm gonna take a moment here to give a shout out to corey level reps and uh, hightower for hosting us today beautiful showroom here uh 2019 best of neocon uh small showroom design I think as a residential designer out of Seattle, uh, I can't remember the name, but a beautiful showroom yeah, here. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you guys uh, yeah. can ever stop by and take a look. But um, so sample by sample or sample and sample? Samples and samples. Samples and samples. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, so you're pairing the music and then what type of DJ? Like, are you traveling with your sound, so, sound squad too? So what we do is we do different DJs in each city. The mm-hmm. idea is, and we typically mostly, probably other than like two or three times we work exclusively with women DJs. Okay. And the idea is, you know, women have better palettes when it comes to like wine and like aesthetics of what's like beauty. Like I keep drawing 
to it's funny like I'll have an idea and like I'll pitch it to my friends and we'll sit down and a lot of times like the people I've worked with the people who've been really uh, integral in, in my success have been like being around women and so mm -hmm. it's like well why not listen like you know what I mean Absolutely. and and I feel like you don't see a lot of women DJs mm -hmm. uh, they don't get the love that they deserve so mm -hmm. that's my way of like doing something small like it's cool know, like it, it's yeah yeah in the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge thing, but at hey, least it's, it's, every every little bit counts. Yeah, right? if we're, if, especially if we're talking now about movements and the way yeah. people feel. Like every every little bit, every notion fucking helps for yeah. sure. And so we do a different DJ in each city. Okay, uh, so the, the DJs are from the city. From the city, and the idea is I want to tap into the aesthetic, the feel of what that city, the music, what people are listening to, what they're playing. Right, like it's you know you can I can dump in, come in and like play the records I want to play, you know, pick the wines, just pick whatever wines and just do it and just, it's a lot easier just to make it replicable like that, to replicate it like that, but I want to pick different wines and different records mm -hmm. um, just so I can connect with whatever city I'm in and allow like, you know, the DJ to do what they do, like they're professionals, let yeah, them yeah. DJ, let them get their, you know, Absolutely. let them get their, their joint off. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and are you... Like how curating are you? T how curated are you taking it? Like when you go to a different city, like is the wine particularly grown there? Or do you have, like do you no. take it all the way down to that so, microscope? So or? what we do is we it kind of build a storyboard. So so what I'll do is say we're going on an eight city run, right? So I'll sit and I'll you know we'll connect with all the DJs. We'll pick kind of our wines that we definitely want to showcase everywhere and then we'll mix in a couple things that we want to do local to the story we want to tell so basically i'm writing a new script a new kind of you know treatment for each city oh, excuse me and so in that writing that treatment i want to hone into like what makes that what what is the feel what is the energy of the city so like for instance like um that's cool and you know in the south like nashville which i'm born and raised like i'm doing like i'm mixing like trap with blues with like Mm -hmm. gospel soul with mm -hmm. a little bit of like country like all mm -hmm. of those things are elements that I want to pull from mm -hmm. because those things are like real to the area like I yeah, could yeah. come in and just play any record but yeah. I'd rather play something that like connects with the city and something that like gives me an opportunity to learn and grow at the same time yeah so. for sure I uh it's funny you mentioned Nashville I went down there for a bachelor party a couple of years ago a year yeah. ago and uh I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Nashville. Like, whack, you know, country music. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of country music. And they're like, no, trust me. Like, the country music that's played down there is oh, yeah, different, different. Yeah. Than, the, than what you're thinking of pop country or whatever it may be. But I had a really good time down there in Nashville for yeah. sure. There's, a, there's two things I always talk about when I talk about Nashville. I say you can start, because Broadway's like the major street. Yeah. Uh, I say you can start at one end of Broadway with just your underwear on, get to the other end and be fully clothed. Because uh, they have like all of the shops. You look like a cowboy. But yeah, I bought my it. cowboy hat <laughs> there down you there. <laughs> you can be <laughs> outfitted like on, yeah. <laughs> on Broadway. And the other thing is, is some of the best music you'll ever hear is in those clubs in Nashville. Because everybody's like trying to like play, trying, they're playing. And you'll hear people who like, you know, there's a lot of great writers and those writers don't have a place to play. They're musicians first, but you know, they need to write to pay the bills. And so they play their own stuff. So you'll hear some amazing artists and not just country artists. You'll hear like, like soul, you'll hear like gospel influence. You'll definitely hear like this kind of like, you know, bluegrass influence too. You'll hear like alternative music and all of it just has, and, when you put all of those types of sounds together, like the things you can create in the city mm -hmm. is amazing. So and, and I love going all, back. 
tipped, right? Aren't there all the musicians tipped? Or? I don't know exactly. I, I can make For the it most up. Part, um, but I think there is like there's some of it is tipped. Some of it is kind of like giggy. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like you can get a residency. Some people can do that. So it just depends. I think like the one thing about those, and I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Um, but I know one thing. Like I've always been cognizant of or, or wanted to maintain importance is that like I like the idea of your like your talent getting you into those places more so than like the connection or also also you know knowing a person knows a person like I know it's relationships but the importance of yo can you play and I don't care if you have representation or not can you play and is your shit dope like that's mm -hmm. that's the thing that like I want to stay and I don't I haven't been and I haven't been in the music scene in Nashville long enough to know if like that's that still rings true but that's something that like I think is really important um, especially like knowing people who who live there now and who are writers there and like who have great music there yeah. right now so yeah yeah nice yeah um we're kicking it back to over to the store tell us a little bit more about the store yeah so i have a wine shop in the west loop called 1340 um right. and if you want to guess the address it's 1340 <laughs> so 13 Brand branding <laughs> yeah, there branding. you go <laughs> try to make it as easy as possible right <laughs> and it's easy for me to remember yeah. <laughs> so it's 1340 west madison um so like just like four blocks east of united center you know, like, you know, a block away from Washington. So, like, we're, we're right there. Yeah. Uh, but it's a retail shop and a wine bar. So, we sell wine, beer, spirits. Uh, my argument is, like, we're the largest wine bar. We have the largest wine and beer selection uh, in the city to consume, mainly because you can just pull anything off the shelf and drink it there. Nice. Uh, so, it probably isn't true, but, it, you know, it sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Look, if I get you to walk in, what's in the door? I don't care. Like, yeah, right. You're like, there. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna like it anyway, so I don't care. Like, just to get you. And in how, the door. how long has that been open? Uh, so the shop has been there like roughly almost nine years. Um, I've been a part of it in an official capacity as far as like partnership for the last two. Okay. Um, it's, cool. It's all a blur now, but yeah. Yeah. And and how has the COVID and everything affected what yeah. you guys are doing? I mean, you know, like we lost. You know, we lost two out of, two out of our three revenue streams. So sixty six percent of our revenue streams, um, we lost. But like, we didn't. You know, I I want to say you know people are drinking, so that helped. But we we kept our numbers. You know, we had to scratch and claw, but we kept our numbers fairly flat. Which is you know, no one wants to, like no one wants flat numbers. But in this in this environment like flat is good flat is a win right. so yeah so we've been hustling um you know doing a lot of like uh internet stuff i'm not a huge zoom fan because like i want to touch you like i want to be i want to mm -hmm. be able to have that connection but mm -hmm. it's really forced me to get better at, mm -hmm. at being able to do those things so mm -hmm. How, how are we doing on our social distancing? I mean, I feel good. This feels good. You know what I mean? Look yeah. good. Everything looks yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> and the crazy <laughs> thing is, yeah, it's, it's bananas. Like this social distance thing. So also, uh, one interesting thing is I coach little league. Well, I don't want to call it little league anymore because they're like grown. They're like fourteen now. Yeah. But I, I've known <laughs> them since they were. Yeah, they're grown. <laughs> I've known them since they were like ten, eleven, and you know we're coaching and trying to play and we're trying to do that um baseball social distancing so like i've i'm really cognitive about it mainly because like i'm telling them to be mindful about it so like when you're you know when you're you know trying to get 14 year olds oh, to yeah. understand it it's like oh they, they take you, have to, yeah, you yeah. have to do it too yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah i know, and, and, I know. And it makes me it makes me like i'm probably better at it than i would be otherwise because i have to be mindful so yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's cool and it's uh how 
is that year round or is it only in the summer? Only in the summer. So like we started the season late. We just started. You know, actually I'm gonna leave here and go coach game. So oh, okay, nice. So yeah. So that, where do you guys play? So we play in Livingston Park. Um, Livingston so it's Park. west, probably um, near like Harrison and Ogden, like in that like kind of not the cross section of Harrison, Harrison and Ogden, but yeah, like in that area. There's um, it's near the uh, what's it um, what's the place where you give blood um. Not Red Cross. So Red like Cross. there's a, there's a Red Cross right over there. We're like in like there's a complex complex next to it. It's great turf field. Nice. Um, so it's, it's really nice. So Dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. So um, socially distant baseball. You know, there you go. Hey, try it. <laughs> we're trying it. We're trying it. So when you pick up a brand like this, what what are you looking at, or how do they? Like, how do they approach you in the shop? Yeah. So, how do you find these brands? Yeah, so it's it's kind of, you know, there's kind of multi-layered. Um, one way is my relationships with distributors. Um, and what's know, the name of it again? So this is Rhinish. Uh, okay. So Johannesoff. Rhinish, so that's the producer. Rogue Giffler is a great varietal. And Austria is the country in which it's from. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah. For a little, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm, Here, this is what I'm going to do. Max in this. No, crush it. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself. The conversation will only get better too. You know, right. More we drink. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So the way I come about like these wines, are, there's multiple avenues, but this one in particularly is relationship based with distributors. So you know, most of the distributors I work with, kind of at this point after being in the game for like man nine almost ten years, and probably being serious about it and like buying for less four to six. Um, my math may be off. 2014, yeah. So four to six. Mm -hmm. um, my distributors have kind of figured out what I like, the yeah. style that I'm into, regions that I'm gonna be dealing with, and the stuff that I'm like really, really into. So, so they will bring me things in kind of that vein. And a lot of it is like seeing what people are doing, where they're drinking. You know, like Instagram. What, like even looking at Instagram and seeing like shops that I really love, or even other sommeliers stuff that like oh i trust that palette they have something cool let me taste it and see if i like it too um so it's just that and then also like in building a wine list systematically going through and i'm nerding out a little bit no no but keep, going through keep, keep <laughs> going through and thinking about okay what regions do i have to have yeah right what styles are necessary and particularly with austria Central Eastern europe what are the areas that like people aren't really focusing on that still hit all the points like it still hits the natural wine point you know it's still organic i think this is biodynamic you know like low intervention like it hit all, hits all those buzzwords it's real wine it's all those things but it, it doesn't present like a natural wine right like it doesn't it doesn't Present as a hipster wine. It just presents as something really dope, and then like I sneak in the natural stuff. So like, mm -hmm. if somebody wants, like, oh, I want a natural wine. Oh, I want something like you know, low intervention, sustainable. Like I can show them this bottle, and the wine's still really pretty, really clean. Uh, so it it does all those things, and I really like to focus on wines that are like versatile, like power and speed. Like, can you you know like the finesse? Yeah, right. Like, like, like fast, slow, anything. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, can you be underground? Like out, you know, like. I want I want a wine that was the band that you fell in love with before they got popular, but when they got popular, they didn't like start to switch it up. Like yeah. they grew up, yeah. right? They changed, but they didn't start to lose. Who would you their call identity. that right now? Uh, like I'll in, tell you, like, in, in any music, it doesn't I mean, matter. like, okay. like, like I think John Legend. I was gonna say Kendrick. I think like. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'm hating on John Legend because he puts out Christmas albums now. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. You know. I know. Th I, know, I, know a, I know. There's a close connection to John Legend, oh. so you know what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> Sorry, John. 
My bad, John. You, know, you just lost me on that Christmas album. That's it. That's all I'm keeping it honest with you. Yeah. I, and I, my, my rule, too, when it comes to wine and when it comes to music, is like, I'm like, look, get your money, right? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get your absolutely. money. Uh, and and then like after you like but in getting your money you make decisions that feel best for you. So yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I support yeah. John. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> I'm just shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you said it because I can't right now. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you said it. This was this views do not represent. <laughs> and then we, I got so true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I think like Kendrick is one of those guys who like sustained himself and, and like was the same. I think there there's numerous artists who like changed up. Like I'll tell you something. Here's a guilty pleasure uh, group that I really used to love. Um, like I used to love Creed like way back when, right? And then like so much so that like they changed their name to Alter Bridge, and I was like still trying to follow them, right? <laughs> And that was one of them. Like, changed their name. Yeah, so really? like the front man left or something, and then they changed their name to Alter Bridge. So like, I know it's really weird that like that's one of my, the records that I really like. But like that, that's one of those like artists who <laughs> I was really into as a kid. It was I don't like that was an odd time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like what was I listening to? It was like Creed. I had like some Tupac albums, and then I had like Nappy Roots. Yeah, boys the men, and then there was like, I think it was right around the time like um, Cameron had an album like Come Home with Me. I feel like that mm-hmm. all of it, mm-hmm. like I don't know if they were all putting out records, but I, I remember like those records being in rotation all at the same time. Like that tells you that tells you the mind of a teenager, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like right. that kid is problem, like right? <laughs> like <laughs> if Big you want to know, teen- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to know, teenagers are unstable. Uh, did you hear yeah. my right, my, my right? Music he flipped through his, uh, his yeah. CD holder. Like, oh, this kid's got this kid is like a lot of weird. So mm. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my Eastern European, not Eastern European, just European in general is George Georgian Georgianian mm-hmm. wine. Because um, there was a, a restaurant on Chicago. Fuck. Uh, Forgot the name of it. I think it's a German, a German restaurant, newer, and mm-hmm. uh, they had some Georgian wine. Actually, I lie. It was Heritage on uh, Chicago and like Rockwell area. Yeah, they served us some uh, some of that. Is it Georgian? Am I saying yeah. that correctly? Yeah, Georgian, Georgian, Georgian yeah. wine for for dessert actually. Nice. And, like, yeah. As a, as a nightcap, sweet. It was really nice. And and every time I go out, if that, if I ever see it on the menu, I order it. For yeah. Sure, yeah. It's really good. You know what's funny is last night I was in a Zoom wine class. So taking because I often don't really get to like sit down and learn as much. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, tomorrow I have a another tasting group. Um, but I really cherish those moments to sit down, and taste, and like learn because I, I feel like I'm on the teaching in a lot. But we were just doing Georgian wine last night. Um, and to name drop, like uh, it was like Chris Terrell is like one of the, one of the greatest. Georgian wine importers out, um, and he was on the Zoom talking about it. So it was, it's funny you mentioned that because oh really, nice Georgian wine is like off the overlook like that, and for well, Quevery wines are like super fire, um, yeah, and like there's complexity and nuance, yeah. But we just don't. That's why I like focusing on like those regions mm-hmm. and learning about those regions mm-hmm. because I feel like that's the great equalizer. Like everyone can't afford Bordeaux, everyone can't afford Burgundy. Like California is like. You know, like hit or miss and expensive sometimes. Yeah. So like, how do we find like what's the common ground for like, you know, people who want to like geek out the nerds and people who want 
who are price sensitive. Yeah. And like if you want some money to spend, but you don't want to get everything that everyone else is having. Like, mm-hmm. like. Well, I always think of German, which is Riesling. Yeah. So there's so, a couple like, grapes. But yeah. That's yeah. why, I, like, for me, and I'm not big into wine like that. Yeah. So that's why when everybody would mention European wine, I would say, "Oh, German Riesling." And yeah. then when they're like Georgian, and I'm like, I'm asking my girl, I'm like, like atlanta type thing she's like no 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 it's over there it's over there and so when i found out more about it i'm like oh okay i'm coming i'm coming to wino you know now i know another another grape or another uh wine over there so yeah yeah no that's fire though yeah um but yeah you were talking about the finesse of finesse of wines so yeah in in and out of the 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 complexity yeah so yeah i think like i always think about really great wines in this way i think about like a really great joke right one example is like Shrek, like the first Shrek, where the kids and the adults were laughing for different reasons. Like that's a really great one. When you, when like for the geeks, it hits all those points that you want as a geek. Like it, you know, plays with brand. And for somebody who just wants to drink it just to drink something that's enjoyable, like it does that. Like that is when I go to taste, I taste for that, and then I also taste for like you know, it's that yummy factor. Is it yummy? Mm-hmm. And also, does it feel like it's manipulated? Like, does it feel like, does it taste like it comes from a place or does it taste like it's a drink that mm. someone created? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. is it Coca-Cola, right? <laughs> or is it that smoothie we just made? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, does it have, like, complexities or certain things that, like, feel right or feel like it, it is, it is you know, um, it is rooted in something, right? It should taste, the wine should taste like where it comes from. It should yeah. And and so how we got on that was about like the brand approaching you or buying it in the yeah. shop. So how do you know what to buy in the shop or how do you guys know like what, what to put together? It's really easy. Uh, I taste everything before it comes in. Yeah. Like every beer, well, not every beer, but just about every beer, but every wine, every spirit, we taste all of it before it comes in. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't go on the shelf until we know. And so that, so our palates become that barometer, right? It's really hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to do oh, it. Oh, no, right? Oh, Someone's got to do it. Um, so, so, like, that's kind of our approach is, and, and the nice thing is, is it forces us, too, to taste wine, not just with our own, like, um, not just, like, with our own perspective, but we're, because we're selling it and this is, you know, business, we're tasting it for the perspective of the entire radius of consumers. But within that, realizing that if I'm going to give all, like, if I'm going to meet every consumer, I need to meet them where they are, but still I want to give them a certain level of quality. And so that's the thing I'm super focused on. Like, my business partner and I, we're always focused on, like, yo, instead of giving you that, um, like, you know, that crappy beer that you Mm -hmm. used to drink in college, like, what is the alternative at the same price as well-made? Let's go find that and let's sell that. And that's kind of our answer to those things is... Like, you know, so if you had to put a number of like how many different bottles you have, how, how many minimum five to six hundred different SKUs, damn. Um, and we rotate through them. Some stuff we'll get like we'll buy that no one else in it, we'll buy it all and out of the city. And so we'll be the only like there's probably two or three on our shelf that no one else in the city has, or maybe one other place has, um, yeah. And that's on the wide side, on the beer side, you know, there's maybe a couple of those. Uh, but yeah, we really try to focus on being unique in that sense, but still being approachable. For yeah, and, and you, I'm assuming you guys have a wine club. Or yeah, wine so we have a wine club. Okay. Uh, so our monthly wine club is super straightforward and simple. Is you know you get two bottles a month. You get to choose that. We have a flight of six, and so you get to choose two from the six. You get to taste them all, pick the ones you like. Right? Um, it's fifty bucks a month, and you know you get 
the wine, the flight, two bottles of wine, one of the flights are free. You get to pick it out, and we change it up each month. So we're picking off the beaten path. We probably have only had, like, Cabernet, a, a version, a Cabernet, a Chardonnay, and a Pinot Noir maybe of the past year and a half, maybe five times I've been on the list. So you got to think about what other grapes are we using, and we're yeah. focusing on Roque Fleur, you know what I mean? We're focusing yeah. on other varietals and styles mm -hmm. to kind of push you mm -hmm. and you get the taste to determine like if you want to go there or not mm -hmm. so, yeah. so yeah and uh not to take it all the way back i mean testing for the sommelier like are you do you plan on trying to do the third or are you in the th thoughts of that or what's that i'm like? conflicted um it might get me in trouble but i'll say it anyway i think too like kind of with the nature of where the quartermaster sommeliers is like they've had some real issues with uh like you know like Racial, not only racial discrimination, but discrimination mm -hmm. from women. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like the way the test is set up, especially not taking into consideration trans folk. Like, there's a lot of issues around what the court is doing, okay. and and then I've even said that to some like people I've mentored. Is like I'm struggling to figure out what the next step is. Like I enjoy the process of studying and preparing for the exam, and like being able to say like I'm a level three, uh, but should I be given like thousands of dollars? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, travel, time, money, like, sh you know, you, your dollar is your voice. And so like, how do I really want to support that? So right now it's really like, I'm studying and kind of learning, right? This is like kind of off season for me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm standing in the gym a little bit, mm -hmm. just, you know, trying to stay sharp and then deciding, you know, you know just like, the NBA and NFL trying to decide when they come back. I'm trying to decide like what's the next step. Yeah, yeah. Um, your your dollar is your voice. I mean, yeah, you, you completely. So. Like I heard that literally yesterday from a family member because she stopped one newspaper subscription in the city and started up another one. She's like, I, you guys endorse this person, or whatever. Like, I'm I'm not giving you my yeah. money anymore. And I and I never really thought of it like that. And I think it's even more clear. Yeah. Probably because we're in startup mode, so like every dollar counts. Yeah. Every project counts. Like it, it's just, uh, it's a lot. So, yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, that that's that's interesting for sure. Um, so the the wine club. But I wanted to hop back to. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you want to finish anything on that? No. So I mean, right now, you know, I'm for for the test. Yeah. Yeah. I, just wanted, just, I didn't want to cut you. No, off no. Too. I just I'm just trying to become, you know, the best sommelier I can be, and yeah, and you know, rock out and. Well, it sounds like you're still learning. All yeah, the time. I'm always I'm always studying and learning. Yeah. Um, like my palate, like it was funny earlier when I walked in, I was sitting here and I was like, I could, I was smelling and I was like, what is that? I'm smelling like, and I was smelling the food, but I was like, yeah, yeah. there's something specific and it's just and my nose right now, like I'm on fire as far as like my nose being really strong right now. I don't yeah. know what it is. I wish I could bottle it right now, but there's ebbs and flows, and right now I'm like, man, I'm smelling really good. Like I'm and smell is ninety percent of tasting. Yeah. Um. And so, and just that's one thing I've been really cognizant of is like, okay, I'm like I'm, um, I'm on my I'm on my joint right now. Oh well, yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's the summer. You're working yeah, out or hitting it. Working out. You know what I'm saying? The biking, the opening biking. up the passageways. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what it is. So. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. How, how far do you bike? How long do you uh, bike? So I live uh, so Bronzeville, and okay. then the shop is in the West Loop. So it's like seven to ten miles. Yeah, it's cool, um, right? each way. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, I get lazy sometimes coming back. So, <laughs> but yeah, seven to ten miles, it keeps me, you know, you know, it keeps, 
you know, it keeps the dad body looking good. You know, I'm not a dad yet, but you know what I'm saying? I'm practicing. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> With the body. Exactly. So, so, you know what I mean? So there you go. And what are you listening to? I know uh, my teammate Mark rides a lot, but uh, I don't think he does music. He just, because he's flying like 30 miles an yeah. hour. But uh, are you, what are you listening to? It's, you, it's music and podcasts, mostly podcasts. Like, okay. I'm listening like, I'm listening to Questlove's podcast. It's like Joe Budden podcast. Everybody's got a podcast, man. I yeah. mean, you're on one right now. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, when we first started this two years ago, we are like, fuck it, let's do a podcast. Yeah. It's like, everybody has one. But then it's like, do you know people who really have one? Yeah. Because it, it, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. You know? And, of, and I like, I treat it like, you know, a pick and choose what I want to hear, what I want to listen yeah, to, yeah. what I'm, I'm trying to take in. Like, my mood, like, will determine. And then I'm listening to the records. Like, um, when I'm writing so like for samples and samples like I'm writing treatments right now so now I'm like you know playing records putting stuff on shuffle different genres like you know my team will send me records that they really like mm-hmm. um I'll like you know like there's one of my favorite artists right now his name is Fancy he's coming out with a record on the 31st and exactly so, like, how it sounds spelled how it sounds yeah Fancy yeah, okay. so like this is his like debut debut album he's from Nashville so he's like a queer white dude who's super fucking soulful. And so, like, I've been listening to, like, you know, I have his album already, so, you know, I feel special. But I've been listening to his album a lot just to, like, it feels like I love that that choir stuff. I love, like, that kind of big, like, churchy. Churchy, yeah. Like, like that, that it just resonates, like, that bluesy stuff. Um, and then sometimes, I, you know, it, it just depends. But that is, I've been playing that a lot. Like, just When does it come out? Um, to check it. Thirty first. Drop drop it in the here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fancy, fancy July thirty first. Um, I forgot the title of the album. I just know all the records. You could have told them the title. Right, exactly. Sorry, fancy. My bad, homie. Um, <laughs> the record's awesome though. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just listening to the album. Uh, fancy July thirty first is is when it's releasing. So, but yeah, I'm I'm just. Listening to that a lot, listening to like stuff that sounds like that, that has me in that feel. And then I'll go, you know, I'll go write and then I'll put it down. And, and yeah. I'm the type that like I'll, I can listen to one song. If it's like something I'm really, really into, I'll listen to it the entire 30 to 40 minutes home. Yeah. Just repeat. Just repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. on your bike ride, like there's, it's, it's weird, right? When you're riding, you know, you go in and out of consciousness to what you're listening to. Sometimes, like, I'm writing and I'm not even listening, like, the music is playing and then I'm looking at something or, like, I'll start to trail off and think. And then something about a record will bring me back and I'll, like, focus in on that and just listen to that. So it's, it's really, like, it's funny. Listening to it for 40 minutes straight, you actually end up listening to each part of the song intently, at least mm-hmm. at some period of time. Mm-hmm. So it's, I find that really interesting, like, and that I don't, know a lot of people who do that um but there's a couple like other artists who i really appreciate and they told me they do that too and i was like okay i'm not the weirdo right 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 <laughs> I, like, I thought it was crazy but, yeah but yeah so yeah so Interesting. So, so that's what i'm doing podcast records um just new stuff and then sometimes so like what, what wine pa- what i know i mentioned the podcast earlier but what wine podcast do you uh do you so i'll say this um i like i like listening to some wine podcasts but i don't either um and i think what it comes from is this um i didn't grow up like i didn't learn wine and i didn't like gain my wine experience and like in chicago in the traditional way like i was in the burbs and then when i came to chicago i went to next and then i went i'm sorry i went to like a steakhouse 
and was learning and like heard about stuff there and then went to next where like I got to really try like the great cool interesting stuff and then you know at 28 29 I had my own wine program so I was in developing my voice or you know for what I liked in wine while trying to run like one of you know Chicago's best mm -hmm. restaurants uh, one of the best wine programs and so for me like and it was away from everybody so I didn't get to hear the noise like I I still run into small A's who I like I should know I guess but don't not because I don't well I don't like most small A's but <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna lie good as long as you have opinion I mean I hated on John Legend you're hating on small A's yeah, good I really like like I don't like most of them uh, like I have some friends in the industry uh, but like as a whole like the the genre I guess is like yeah. annoys me sometimes yeah. but I got to learn and cut my teeth with just trusting what I like and tasting what I like and being like oh I fuck with that I fuck with that mainly because when I was at Elizabeth we didn't have the budget to compete with other you know two three star Michelin restaurants so I had to find and that's where I fell in love with Central Eastern Europe wines and like off the beam pap stuff it's because I could I couldn't out you know Follow you right, like you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I couldn't out big boy you. So what, what would I do? Then I'll, I'll, I'll cool you, right? Like, right. That, and that's that yeah, was yeah, my yeah. lane. And so like yeah. I really learned about wine in that way, yeah. and I I was able to do it without a lot of the noise. Mm -hmm. um, and I, how diving down the the wine yeah. programs, how much wine is too much wine? I mean, like when, you, when when you're talking about wine programs, or when you're talking about like wine lists, like sometimes you go to restaurants and there's like. I don't know, maybe 12. And then sometimes you go to restaurants and they have books. Uh, it's only too much when you can't afford it. When you can't afford it. Can't, cannot afford gotcha. it. Right? If you yeah, can afford yeah. it, it's not too much. That's true. That's right? True. Like, you, you can have a book. Now, some of that gets into, like, you know, can you train your team properly? Right, exactly. Because now, now it goes into team and training. And but for if, the guests. I yeah. mean, does the guests really want 30 selections? I mean, if you design the book properly, That's the guests true. maybe never gets past page five. But the ones who want to go to page 23, they'll get there, right? So I think, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's nice. It's one thing I never had the opportunity to do is, like, have a really big wine program and, like, be able to buy all the things I love. Yeah. I think, like, of that is, you know... If I say not ever having like working in like a space or like owning and running a big program, that's probably the one thing I was like, man, I really wish I could just not buy without ever having to think about the price of stuff like that. Yeah. It would have been fire. Like, right. There's some there's some joints right now that I've been eyeballing that I can't buy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I just just give me a uh, you know what I'm saying, give me. Uh, a check with uh, endless amount of zeros. I can make a great wine program. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. And I think like some of these steakhouse steakhouses here in Chicago, like they have like the money to go deep, which is cool. Um, but I can't compete with those. So it was mm. always about, well, let me let me out outfly you. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so. flavor style. Yeah, you know like I mean? let me let me find a little. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Corner pocket. Let me find pocket. Like I'm awkward, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I box lefty. I'm awkward, so like, how can I like use that to my advantage? And that's kind of yeah. that's kind of like the mentality I've had. So that's probably one of the reasons why I don't like, you know, a lot of it was maybe like envying mm -hmm. other Somalis who like had it easier. Um, I realized like I had a really charmed experience, like being able to run programs at such an early age. But you know, having that like that, you know, that open checkbook was not mm. always there for me so yeah, yeah i maybe you know a little bit of not liking them is like yo like y'all wasn't with me when i was shooting in the gym like y'all like you know what i'm saying so like 
I guess. <laughs> such a great line, Rick, Rick Ross. Such a great line. I mean, like, such a great line. Here, like, yeah, like such we can't be friends line. now. Like, y'all, y'all wasn't my friend when I was nobody. Was, like, I don't want to. Yeah, that, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to. Let me go play my records, hang out yeah, with people yeah. I like. Let me go hang out with artists yep. and like yep. designers and like let's yeah, kick yeah. it with them. Like I want to drink with them because like I don't have to think of talk wine. I don't have to outcool you. I don't have right, to like right. no producers. Like I never really learned producers mm-hmm. because I wasn't focused on that, right? Because I didn't, I couldn't. The big names would just upset me because I couldn't ever buy none of that shit. So right, it's like, right. well, I'm just gonna learn about these regions, <laughs> these obscure places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's well, a different way? It's a different way yeah. of attacking it, right? Yeah, a different so, style. You know, for it sure. worked for me, so I was yeah. like, yeah, let me do it. Hold on, you need a little more. Yeah. Run out uh, e there. Yeah, no, we should we should probably. Uh, we could do. Pa- I was gonna pass another one over to. Oh. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Um, fuck. What were we talking about just now? Style. Wine profile, things. Oh, here's something I want to talk about too. I yeah. think one thing that I want people to know about wine and like my dislike. This is gonna be the I hate sommeliers podcast Perfect. by sommelier. There you go. <laughs> I just named your podcast for you. Segment. Sorry. It's a segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think too, like the the thing that I find interesting and important and cool is like the way I approach wine. Like my palate is based on not being in the space in this box of what a Somalia should look like sound like move like right like like the thing i want to talk about i use wine as a way to like dive into the things that really matter to me like how do we talk about mental health how do we talk about like what does it look like for masculinity right now especially like as a black man who grew up in the south who played sports who like learned how to be a man's man like what does that look like and how is like what is the difficulty and realizing that oh oh shit like the way we thought about this was really wrong and like how you do that work like wine is my excuse to be able to get to those things that mm-hmm. then questions that are really important and it's my way to be like okay i don't feel like talking about this shit let's <laughs> let's hang right. out right. so like, i think that's like one of the things that i find that's really important that we haven't done in the hospitality industry as a whole is like allow for people to grow outside of themselves not saying like I'm not a professional like I got friends who are PhD students who study who study this thing but what makes me dope is my curiosity and wanting to talk to them and I think like we need more of that in the wine world in the hospitality industry but the problem is is you know in the hospitality industry we we love and fetishize like work to to your bone work to the bone that you mm-hmm. never actually get to develop as an entire human being mm-hmm. like it makes it very difficult and like that's frustrating for me that's why i got out of restaurants it's like yo yo i'm a i want to be an entire person and if i keep doing this i don't know if it's possible for me to yeah like because fast yeah right like life goes fast yeah. for sure i don't know if i'm ever going to become an entire person like yo i'm <laughs> yeah. like i'm in my mid to late 20s i need to like like yeah I like i got a life i want to live like yeah, i have perspectives sure. that i want to share and and get out and it's it's really hard to do that in hospitality i think it's changing yeah. um fast enough no but i mm-hmm. think like that's one of the things i i really think is important and yeah that's why i like music art like especially like art and, de- and being around artists yeah. and creatives and then like being around like coaching little league baseball out of all the things i've ever accomplished and all this entire conversation like the thing i like the most talking about is 
coaching those kids, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I like this podcast is fun, but if it like if it was three minutes over, I'd be like, yo, gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go put on my. Gotta <laughs> go. Yeah. Get like, right over there. <laughs> like, like, I, I gotta. Good. I don't know about you, but I gotta bike over. Like that's that's been tastings. Like I've rescheduled. <laughs> like well, let's crack open this red. Yeah, by the way. Oh, like there's been money. I was like, yo, uh, I don't like. I could go. I could go get this check, but <laughs> it would be much more fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, how about this? Can you? Do you want to put it? On? I don't want to make a noise by putting it. That's on. right. I'll. Um, no, I, I think, uh, it's breaking down the barriers is really what you're saying as far as like having the, uh, just toss, toss it over. I For those of you listening audio, don't forget to check it out on video. Uh, we're on YouTube, uh, posting this guy, but, um, really breaking down the barriers as far as what it is what it means to be a sommelier, what it means yeah. to be into wine, right? Like, why, why does it have to be viewed as a certain way? Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Pretty good. Gotta do my thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This cup is crazy. Get one for the people in the back, too. Um, oh, you might not want to do that. That one is too good. You might be... <laughs> Okay, that's good. <laughs> like, 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 that's how you know who your friends are. Right. Like, 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 we give them a taste, a really tiny taste. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, it's know. true. Like, breaking it down for just breaking the communication, or not breaking down communication, breaking down barriers. And that's something that I'm trying to do with this podcast yeah. and, and what I feel like I have done pretty successfully. It's just reaching out to different people. I mean, the amount of people I reach out to is crazy, right? Like, it's a whole mm-hmm. task within itself. Uh, not only that, finding the showrooms and finding people who are yeah, open to it. Fire, because I think, like, the it, it takes a lot for people to be in front of a camera, have a microphone in front of them, and to really uh, understand, like, hey, you, you have the option to say something and have an opinion, yeah. which is good, you know? What are you doing, by the way? Hello. You passed this one? Oh, <laughs> man. You messed up. You no, messed up. Something a little slight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just a little, messed up. A little something. something you know what I mean? Just, you know? I had to, so I had to let y'all. I came in and I saw who you did podcast with before. I was like, okay, what they not finna do. <laughs> they're not finna come in here and, and have a better wine than me. I got yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. We not playing that game. Yes, yes. I'm coming for your heads. <laughs> I saw you. I saw the previous podcast yeah. before. Right. I'm coming for your heads. And they no. all have different styles too, no, which did. is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I just, they all different styles. Yeah. But I love it. I like I fake beef. It. It's just fake. I love beef. it. I love it though. I love it. Somalia beef. It doesn't really exist. Like, what, what are we gonna do? Like, what yeah. So what is this? We're gonna throw quirks at each other. So, true. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so this is Theopolis Vineyards. Uh, this is her Petit Sirah, Petit Sirah 2013 vintage. Theopolis is a good friend of mine, black woman winemaker. She's in Mendocino County, California, making killer juice. Yeah, it's a problem. She is a problem. Um, and this is one of those where I don't even know if it's in Illinois because she self-distributes. 
know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm the plug, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> but she self distributes, uh, so I don't, she may be here in Illinois, but yeah, I love everything she's doing. And I don't think there's, and this is how much I know I like you guys. I don't know if there's any more 2013. Oh, ever. dude, you didn't have to do all that. That's cool, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if there is another one, Theopolis. Facet. What up, homie? <laughs> no, I like I. I starting to get to some of my uh, one of my managers is always like, "Yo, man, just drink the wine." Like, like I, cause you know I'm a purist and I like I want to save it and like, but it's like, yo, it's meant to drink. Like, you still have shoes it. in the box, huh? You still have shoes in the box. I do have a couple Me joints too. in the box. Me too. Yeah, it's like oh, I just. Wanna... I want to. Yeah, I know. I know. Like I know. these, like these, these booths. Um, yeah. uh, shout out to all the sneaker companies if you want to make me your first. Somalia, yeah, uh, well. yeah. If you want, you know, give a Somalia <laughs> sneaker deal. But like the Ultra Boost, I was like, do I want to wear them? Like these are my little league shoes, and I yeah, yeah. when I bought. Oh my them, god, I got my fucking boots on. There too. you go, man. They, the boots are fire. Um, yeah, shout out Adidas. Um, these are 100 uh, percent recycled. Oh, oh, you, you won. He <laughs> <laughs> beat me on that. One. There you go. <laughs> hey, I, I know when I took that. I took the L. Uh, he beat me. He got the better shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, and they're so comfortable. This is my first pair of Ultra Boosts, and like these are my these are my little league shoes now. And I was like, I'm not like I like like I love the kids, but I'm not finna wear. The, but they don't really because we're on turf, um, so I can I can do it on turf because oh, if, nice. if it was grass and dirt, then yeah, yeah. I'd be wearing something else. <laughs> so is it completely turf? It's completely turf. Wow, um, which is really cool. Only thing I don't like about it being completely turf is. Um, it makes fielding easier for them. The ball, yeah. yeah, so like yeah, yeah. we like we have some tricks about like I try to hit bad hops to them. I try to make it as hard as possible on them just yeah, so they yeah. can get that. Um, one day we have like there's a there is a um, like I guess like a, a gravelly road next to the field. And so I, one day I'm like, we're gonna have practice here. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're gonna, we're gonna take ground, ground this here. So yeah, that, yeah. That, that's one day I want to do. One day when I'm like really on one, when I feel well, like man. Yeah, I don't coach. think they they're never gonna have the phobia of like playing in a baseball diamond and there's a huge hole. Yes. And like, you just yo, like pop your knee yo. into the hole and, and you're like, like when you, or when you see like when you go out, especially <laughs> infielders, and you look and you be like, oh, there are rocks on this <laughs> right. infield. Like, 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 like yo, like I played on some really great fields and I played on some like yo, yeah. for real. Like for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you go out, you like you manicure your, your like your position. Like I played yeah, short and you like, uh uh-uh, we are kicking all of this out the way. Y'all are not gonna get me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Coach is not about to yell at me because of these pebbles <laughs> it is not happening <laughs> like so there's one, i remember one of my one of the best plays i ever made in high school because we were playing the, the other the team we playing didn't really have a field because i went to a math science engineering high school so like sports was important but not that important right um which is good uh you know learning was more important which we kind of got away from but <laughs> like, mm-hmm. most education has gotten away from but yeah. that's another subject uh but so we were uh, it's the dollar man. No, it's dollar. crazy. So we were playing on this field that was like decent, but it was like a city field that hadn't been like kept up. It was early in the season, so like as the season goes on, they start to keep the fields up a little better. Um, and this is in Nashville. And I threw a kid out from left field. Um, he was he was trying to go uh, second to home on a base hit. I threw him out from le- deep left field, and I was so proud of myself because I saw I judged the ball path and saw like where it was gonna hit a little divot and played the divot. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, when I I, I made this, I was like, yo, 
I don't know if you know this, but I'm great. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, I so probably good. was terrible. But the fact that I made that play on a, a divot, I was like, yes. A I long just, throw, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a long throw. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, so it was like throwing a kid out. Off of a divot, it was really nice. Uh, and they're not going to learn that playing on turf. No, they're not going to learn to play on turf. There's a different type of joy there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a different type of joy of overcoming divots. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Holes in the field, yeah, and yeah. I was like a sophomore. Like there was, I was the only sophomore on the field. So like it was like, yo, I can't like. It's all juniors and seniors. Like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. maybe like yeah, I was the only sophomore getting any burn or freshman getting any burn. So I was like, yo, I gotta. I gotta do something. So when did you move to Chicago? Uh, 2012. Okay. Yeah, so eight years ago. So I moved. Were you always in Nashville? Or? Yeah, born yeah. so born and raised in Nashville. Went to school, college in Birmingham, Alabama. Had a cup of coffee in Atlanta. Um, another story for another podcast is I managed a rap group for like three to six months in Atlanta. Dope. Um, that was another life, but it was it was fire. Is that uh, what you mean by having a cup of coffee? You were just there for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had a cup of coffee. There you go. <laughs> it, nice. it didn't even get it didn't even get cool. <laughs> like the coffee was still hot when I left. <laughs> that's that's my time in Atlanta. And I still claim it though. Like I was like, yeah, you know, I know Atlanta. <laughs> six months. <laughs> I hear you. I, hear I you snitched on sure. myself now, so I'm in trouble. So like, it was, one day someone was like, I mean, he wasn't really in Atlanta. Right. Yeah, I know three streets. There you go. Yeah. Great, great city, though. Yeah, I love sure. it. Um, but going back to what you were saying about drinking what you want to drink and, yeah. and not holding the reserves too long, um, are you adapting that now or are you I'm getting still better holding? At it. I'm getting better at it. I think like as success comes. Is there a certain comes, like, year threshold that you're? Uh, it really it's it's almost like, yo, if I have a reason that feels pretty good to drink it, then I'm gonna drink it. Like this was a reason that felt good enough. Yeah, yeah. And like I, you know, I could still get her wine, and like I'll let you behind the curtain. So I could still get her wine, right? Yeah. Maybe I can't get the thirteen, but I can probably get the fourteen. And this helps her. So it's like, yo, and Absolutely. I've been wanting to drink this for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I've talked about this wine and did a pairing with it um, without being able to drink it because, like, I had it before. So it's like, yo, it's been on my mind. So it's like, why am I, like, why am I fighting the desire to have this wine? Like, just drink it. And this was a perfect opportunity. Like, bring two wines. I was like, well, I guess, I guess it's time to bring it, open yeah, it up. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and that's what we're trying to do here is create those opportunities, yeah. right, for people to see and people to get on the wine and even like on our regular casual podcast like hey there's certain wines that we're drinking we're always drinking so yeah that just goes back to the comment that i had pre pre-show yeah but, yeah uh, so it's just it's always about like finding the right place finding the right people and you know taking advantage of those moments being very present in those mm -hmm. moments and so like that's that's what opening this bottle was about that's why showing these two wines is you know it's showing the different parts of me right like you know, the Rogue Giffler is geek, some, you know, like, I can out-cool you when it comes to wine. And then the Petit Sarai is, like, you know, showcasing somebody who makes really, really fire stuff. It's like, this is the How underground How would you describe artist. this one? So, oh, this is great. For the, so it's for like, the audio listeners, so this is like, mouth to salivate. This is, like, like, almost, like, ripe, but not super ripe, inky, weighty, high alcohol, dense, Red, 
it, uh, it is one of those wines that'll stain your teeth. It's one of those wines that is cold outside, right? And you've been outside all day, and you like all you want to do is get home and cuddle your lover, right? Like this is the wine you like. I just want to feel it. If I can just get back to you and just like just <laughs> hold it. me, like yeah. I don't like I don't want nothing to like. <laughs> Like we can, you can put something on TV. You can play some music. Just let me just let me just lay here and just hold you for a second, and just like I just want to like smell you and let the world spin on us. Yeah, yeah. Like this is one of those wines for me, That's for good. sure. Um, it's one, of, yeah. And it's just and the thing about it is just like you know what I say like um, you know five hours where what a woman can feel like with the person you love can feel like five seconds mm-hmm. and like. Five seconds with your hand on a hot stove can feel like five hours. This feels like five hours with the person you care about. Like yeah. you drink it and you're looking up and you're talking like a great podcast. Like it goes by fast. You're like, where did the time go? Yeah. This wine is one of those where you're like, man, this wine speeds up time, right? Yeah. You you yeah, look up and six bottles are gone just because you've been talking and hanging out. Six bottles are gone. And when you went outside, it was 12. And now the sun's going down. You're like, what happened to the time? You're like, what? wait. We were just here. Like, 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 I need more of this, right? Yeah, right? Absolutely. So what would you pair with this? Um, so as far as food-wise, I think, like, this is really rich. I do like it with, like... Oh, wait. Um, let, let, me, let me cut you off really quick. What, just to nerd out, what is plus, plus, minus? What does that all mean? So, yeah. So when you talk describing about... describing like, wine. Yeah, yeah, so, like, they'll talk about, like, plus acidity, minus acidity. It's always about... So you have, like, kind of the... It's a metric of determining like the levels of acidity, the level of alcohol. So like medium plus, medium minus means like so medium means it's just like there's not mm-hmm. a lot of acidity. Okay. It's kind of like just right here, right? And acidity is acidity is like that thing that makes your mouth water. Right. So <clears throat> so when we talk about acidity, like Pinot Grigio is like vanilla. It's right. So vanilla is it doesn't have like any peaks and valleys. Like it's just it, everybody is kind of cool with vanilla. It doesn't really move people in one way or yeah. direction, right? And so anything like brighter or have more city than that is medium plus. And even if it's really, really bright, like rip your face off, like lemon juice straight in your mouth, like it's high acidity, right? Or something that's like fatty and has no acidity, it goes like you go medium minus or minus or no acidity whatsoever, right? So gotcha. those things, so that's yeah. kind of like the scale. Um, that scale works. I think that scale is better for, it's good for sommeliers. I don't think it really resonates for people. Um, the way I like to talk about wine. I mean, that, that's like sommelier talk. I yeah. just always hear it and I'm like, I don't know yeah. what exactly it's that cool. means. Um, like, I think that joint's cool. I, I think the way I talk about wine, like, right, if we were talking about wine, you came in my shop or you were sitting at the bar, I'd say, okay, like, do you want it bright and minerally, right? Or do you want rich and creamy if we're talking about whites, right? Do you want it kind of? Fatty, creamy, cheesy, mm-hmm. like that weight, or do you want to like zippy, fresh, crisp, right? Like those are the, I give you those two things, and you can say, ah, oh, kind of right, and live on that spectrum. And then for reds, it's like, do you want to like? And this is we've already talked about sweeter dry. So you have sweeter dry, and then then for the white you have bright, mineral, rich, and creamy, and then for the red you have like, do you want it fruity and juicy, or do you want it earthy and weighty? Right, and so that puts you in two directions, and that 
I think is good because now I can actually understand what you what you want, right? It helps me as a sommelier to be able to understand what you want. Um, and like I've done it long enough to kind of get a feel from what you're mm-hmm. saying and how you're mm-hmm. saying it. And even like the cadence in which you say stuff or like the body language, like oh, I'm taking all that into account. Uh, but also it allows you to have a little bit more autonomy. So then when you walk into a restaurant or another or a retail shop or wine bar, right, you're not beholden to a brand, to a producer, right? You know style. So if I can teach you style, right? If, if I can help you find your own style, right? It's just like with dressing, right? With, with music. If I can help you find your own style, then you can go pick the music. You can go pick the clothes you want instead of saying, oh, I just got to go. You know, I got only got you know, Gucci's, the, my, my brand. It's like, well, I mean, everything Gucci makes ain't fly like mm-hmm. like the balenciaga chunky shoe is ugly right like but if you ain't got style you can oh it's balenciaga i gotta have it right like when we're talking about when we're name dropping that right, right that right. stuff so i don't want you to be falling in love with those labels i want you to fall in love with like what is the aesthetic that you feel mm-hmm. and i think we've like it's that's been difficult for us because we've been in the side we live in a society that doesn't really um cultivate that mentality so it is you know a lot of it is swimming upstream, but I think it like we're the better for it. And people who do it or try it, they really appreciate it. And it mm-hmm. makes them feel good, right? Like mm-hmm. I just want to give you that confidence, right? And this is my way to like give you a little bit of your confidence back. Like right, right. society takes away your confidence. It takes away your like your feel good. Like it takes away that childlike wonder yeah. a lot of times. Like so this is my way to like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it back to you. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it's gonna feel weird, yeah. but I'm gonna give you here you go. Yeah, Take that back. Yeah. And that's why people cling to it, right? Yeah. And they cling to that and they probably patron your wine store because of Yeah, because right? they like, man, when I walk in the morning, I feel yeah. good about and it. And people talk to you and acknowledge you. Like it's, yeah, for sure. And you, like, your style is valid. Your taste, your palate is valid. Like I'm not, like I'm the expert because I've like tasted hundreds of thousands of wines. But I'm not the expert in what you like. I'm the expert in getting you and helping you get to what you like. But I'm, I don't dictate what's good for you. You dictate that. Mm-hmm. I know. Now I can I can taste quality and I can taste like, you know, is this a sound wine? How it's made? But outside of that, like it's, it's on you, right? Yeah. Yummy is personal. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? it is. It's all 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 subjective. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I get you to the point of objectivity, and then you got to take it after that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the space that I like to live in and play in it, and like talk from wine from that yeah. place. So yeah. Um, well, shit, man. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. I, mean, what, what, talk, I got talk, bars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Deep. Um, well, just let us know like what what you're seeing in the future, or kind of what you're moving right now, just to kind of kick it in the second half really quick yeah so um kind of what i'm seeing in the future and this is kind of like speaking speaking the future into existence is i think with covid with people doing more zoom stuff and people like starting off with like only hanging out with their pies and the people that they're close with i think like i think we as a society um hopefully as a world society are really focusing in on the things that are close to us thanks Corey. um um, Not to cut you off. No, no, no Just worries. Give a shout out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give him a shout out. What up, High Tower? <laughs> casual. What up, <laughs> High Tower? You know what I'm saying? Out here. Uh, you know, I know so great Somalia. Yeah, if you love, you know what I'm saying. Design and wine. Ooh, design and wine. Sounds good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having any more glasses because I got to go coach. Uh, yeah. Where's the water? Uh, no. <laughs> but, um. When we, what was, oh, so like as a society, as I think, a society, yeah. yeah. So yeah. as a society, I think that we're focused more on like the quality of a thing 
Like what I've seen is when COVID first started, people were coming in and buying, I need the cheapest wine I could find. I need to find just the thing that could get me there, <laughs> right, right. And then they started venturing outside of like, you know, I just like Cabin Pinot. And then they started, well, man, I, I drank Cabin Pinot for the last month. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's try something else. And so like, that has been nice because we've, I've slowly been able to like get people to expand who, who, what they like by just trying. And I think like we are going to become more experimental and we're going to try things because we've had to sit with ourselves and strip away like our identity of, well, I can identify myself because I, I bought this really cool bottle that I can show off to my friends. But when you really get to focus on what you like and taste and when you get to sit with yourself and have to think and be present and like, what you're good at, what you're not good at, or like, you know, what gives you value or what you value provide to the world. Because if you think about this, <clears throat> I'm gonna do this really quick. Yeah, yeah. Is a lot of people who are sitting at home, right, furloughed, their identities were defined by the work that they did. Mm -hmm. But when you take that away, right, when you're taking the office commute, when you take away the clothes you're wearing, like when you take all that away, then how are you gonna re identify yourself? Like, that's the scary thing, right? Like, what happens when the hamster wheel stops? Like, for me, one of the interesting things is I don't, when I go into the shop and when I leave the shop are not on brush hours, so I never really get to see that rush hour. So when, like, when I'm taking public transit, when I'm biking, like, the streets feel like they're a lot more calm. And every once in a while I get caught where I have to go to a meeting and do something, and, like, I got caught in rush hour a couple of times, and I was like, why are we... We're packing into this train for what? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Do we all need to be doing this at the exact same time at the exact same moment? And what are we getting from this? Like, how much more stress are we put putting on ourselves for all of us having to move the exact same time in the exact same space doing the exact same thing? Mm -hmm. What if we had the freedom and space to like work from home to like? work in a park to like work in a coffee shop like why do we need this herd like what is this herding doing to us like you know they hurt cattle like yeah yeah what happens when we break out out from there and i think like art creativity and i think design plays a lot in that it's like oh i can find my identity and stuff that isn't defined by the work that i do mm -hmm. and i can find my identity and stuff that like i may like this weird thing over here and that's okay and i'm accepted because like that is the thing that makes me interesting not mm -hmm. I like the natural wine that everybody else is drinking or like I'm going to the bar that everyone else is going to. Like I got to do the happy hour when everybody else is doing. Like happy hour is definitely designed to like, oh, we're going to jam pack as many people in this place, serve them probably subpar cocktails to make as much money on them, get them drunk to go home so they don't have to think about like where their life is. It's like, yo, that's <laughs> depressing. <laughs> Super depressing. <laughs> or we could sit here, have this glass of petit sera, mm -hmm. you know, you try something you never had and be like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. And we can slow down. So, yeah. So, um, this is good because first time you, you messed know, up too. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, shout out to my management team and all the people who cussed me out if I didn't say what was happening. So, I have a wine shop in the West Loop called 1340. It is just east of old Johnny's Ice House, right? Um, so if you think about where it is, four blocks east of United Center, but Johnny's Ice House is right around the corner from Johnny's Ice House. It's a wine bar, retail shop. Um, the bar is not open right now, of course, because of COVID, but the retail shop, we're doing curbside delivery. You can do in-store pickup. Um, 
and we do traditional delivery as well. So that's happening. Um, additionally to that, I have an event series called Samples and Samples. We're not traveling this this year, of course, but you know the tour 2021 is definitely happening. And what Samples and Samples is doing is right now on my Instagram, you can follow me at Derek C Westbrook. That's D E R R I C K C. W E S T B R O O K. It's very long, but definitely worth the type. And there I'm doing sample and sample snippets so you can see what the tour is like. Um, in addition to that, because I love Theopolis and, you know, I actually am doing one of her samples and samples or samples and samples with one of her wines. Um, in this kind of climate and because you know i like to talk about as we talked in the podcast about masculinity identity uh talking about patriarchy we've done a series uh where we talk about race and wine and it starts to expand a bit but uh we did a show with sarah spain where myself theopolis and a really good friend of mine theo foster who's a phd uh and he's a phd from northwestern teaching right now in Louisiana uh, and we talk we get into those really really difficult conversations and you know wine is a lubricant to make those conversations easier <laughs> so yeah so we just dive in um, and that's on YouTube right now at Derek C. Westbrook so if you look that up you can find that well, I think the next conversation is going to be about patriarchy and racism the intersection between that because I think like you know for me you know I treat that as a a therapy of sorts. I go to my real therapist first, <laughs> and then come back and like talk through those issues and put those issues on display for everyone else. Because I think like if I can, you know, like work through my stuff, you know, on, in a public forum, then it gives other people space to feel comfortable working through their issues. Yeah. Um, and so like I, I like to use it. It's super emotionally draining for me, but every time I talk to people after, they feel release from that and so that makes me feel good so but yeah so samples and samples on my instagram um on the youtube Derek c westbrook is the conversations about you know just inequality in society but mainly focusing on race for this one we did one already about just race period and now we're doing race and patriarchy i hope and then next we're going to get into like gender identity i want to dive into those really really yeah, yeah. those third rail conversations because until we start to talk about those things and until we use you know a conduit like wine to get into that conversation it's hard mm-hmm. to, to develop right. so with all that said 1340 west madison derek c westbrook on instagram um derek c westbrook underscore on twitter and derek c westbrook on youtube you can find me you can follow me you know what i mean i'm on facebook same thing. Guess what it is? Derek C. Westbrook. <laughs> well, thank you, man. But yeah, dude, so, thank so, you so for sharing. Sure. Cheers, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Your safety is important. If you observe unattended packages, vandalism, or suspicious activity, inform CTA personnel immediately.